0: and we're live what's going on everybody welcome to the sheep get sheared podcast here we talk about people politics and popular culture i am your host austin creed ladies and gentlemen welcome into the show so ladies i gotta tell you something up front today's mainly going to be a show for the men in the audience you are more than welcome to stick around if you want to you can learn something maybe you have a son who could listen who you could explain this to maybe you have a boyfriend you think should hear this or husband or whatever But I think today's mainly going to be a show for men because obviously I would love to speak for the female experience, but I can't. So I'm not going to pretend like I'm some sage about the woman experience. I can understand it from a third party perspective, but I'm not going to be able to really fully do it, do justice because I'm a guy. Just as a woman, in my opinion, can't do the same thing for a man. That's just how it is. Everybody's human. There are just certain experiences that you're not gonna have as someone who's not of the same race or gender or anything else because that's just that your experience will be different that disclaimer being given men we gotta have a talk i did a show i think it was two days ago about the masculinity crisis and what i think young men need to do well i'm going to expand on that today and you're going to hear one man's opinion On how I've come to terms with what I believe the meaning of life to be and how I stick I stay on the straight and narrow and I don't get distracted. I have pipe control. I am able to pursue my goals and not have people pull me off to one side or the other side and to get me off the beaten path that I want to get me off blazing my own trail or dipping on the beaten path if I need to do so. So before we get started with that though. As per the usual, if you're new, you might not be, you're not going to be aware, but if you're not new to the show, you know that you're more than welcome to participate in the comment section of the video you're watching, or you're more than welcome to hit me up on Twitter at Austin Creed, and you can discuss it with me over there, give me any tips or tricks or anything else, maybe share your perspective on this, because I think every person's experience is different, and there's something to be gained when men come together and they talk about their experience collective experience women are great at that by the way women are usually really really good at sharing their experience with, with other women men usually we don't do that we'll do it if someone goes out of their way to ask us but most of the time we're not gonna just go on and talk about our lives to other guys that's just not something that I've seen men do for the most part so if we go if you go over to my Twitter or the comment section of this video, you're more than welcome to participate in that, because that's an open forum as far as I'm concerned. But today's show is going to be titled The Man and the Monkey. Now, when I mention the term monkey, most people will think that that's racial. It's not. In fact, it's not meant to be racial, discriminatory, or anything. It's meant to serve as a symbol or an analogy for the duality of the human experience. The monkey is more the human, you know, your your flesh and your bone, versus the man is supposed to symbolize the the soul, the the mind, something that people might, might argue are one and the same. I'm going to distinguish between the two because I think it can get confusing if you try to merge the two together because they're, they can be seen as very similar, but they're also very different. So, when I, I talk about the man and the monkey, most people are going to be confused as to what I'm talking about. If you're a guy... Of any age, but especially if you're between the ages of what, like 13 and 25, you you go through a lot of changes, both physically, mentally, your experiences. You go through a lot in about 10 years from 13 to 23. I can tell you, my life's changed a lot in the last 10 years because when you're younger, you just experience more. You go through all life's troubles. You Experience a lot of things you quite frankly wish you hadn't, but you realize have helped forge you into the person you are today. And that has value as far as I'm concerned. But here's the problem. Most people will either live too much in the monkey side, they'll embrace their animal nature too much. Or they'll go on the other side and they'll just try to embrace the man and they won't bring the two together, which is where you find inner peace. That is where you will find the sweet zone from which most of your success will come. Because when you fully utilize both, you're using both the yin and the yang, you're using them in tandem instead of using them, we're trying to switch between the two, which can be jarring and be very confusing to fully utilize without it potentially even working against you, which is the worst case scenario that you could ever have is when you're at war with yourself. Because let me tell you something, the world will always be at war with you everybody has their own ambition everybody has their own desires across the board everybody has their own uh, desires out of life if they didn't they wouldn't be living anymore it's only when you cease to have something you're striving for in life that depression catches up with you i kind of agree with andrew tate on that one where he said that he's never depressed because depression can't keep up with him. And I think there's definitely truth to that. There's a ton of truth to that. I found in my own life when I had to stop and I was just drifting. There was a period of my life where I was just drifting. That was when I was the most sad. That was when I was the most depressed. That's when I was the most upset with myself, especially right now. I'm not depressed. In fact, I don't have time to be depressed. I do this show, I write books, I'm in school. I got all kinds of stuff going on right now. So I don't have time to be depressed. And it almost never crosses my mind. But when I talk about the man and the monkey, I need young men especially. Older men too if they don't understand this, because a lot of people don't. They don't realize the duality of the human experience or the duality of human nature itself. They don't realize that within them is uh, is a monkey. We share 99% of our DNA with chimpanzees and, I think, uh, bonobos. I think that's how they pronounce it. But they're monkeys. Humans are animals, essentially. I mean, that's in the, they're in the animal kingdom, for God's sakes. And yet, we pretend like we're closer to God than we are to the rest of the animal kingdom. And that goes across religion. We often think of ourselves as gods, lowercase g, of the earth. Like we are the supreme existence and the rest of nature wants to be like us. But let me tell you something when it comes to the human experience, most people don't even understand their own bodies, their own human. Most people have no idea what the human experience is. They just jump from external experience to external experience and they never truly reflect upon themselves. You want to know how you can really gain a perspective in life. You can bring the monkey and the man in tandem together. I'll give you the first one. First one is this you need to understand your hormones. That's number one. Because guess what? Your hormones are what produce your feelings. And once you realize that you are responsible for your own feelings, not everybody else, do not say that so and so made you feel like this or so and so. I felt like this, or I felt like that. Don't use the word. Don't use those. Don't use that terminology. It helps you negate your own responsibility for your own feelings. Very, very dangerous. Okay. I don't want you to ever do that. The more you try to tell me you're not responsible for your emotions. Your next step is to say you're not responsible for your own actions. And yet when things go the way you want, you want to take credit when you just established that you're not responsible for your own actions and your own words. Once you accept responsibility for your own life, and that includes your hormones, that includes your actions, that includes your feelings, that includes your relationships, that includes your success, your failures, everything you could possibly imagine, then, then young man, you will be successful. Then you will have owned control of your life. Because the the minute you decide that your life is not your own, you're not in control, it's everybody else's fault, you're just like a plastic bag floating in the wind, it's no wonder you're depressed. It's no wonder you can't get ahead. It's no wonder you're unhappy. Because you're telling yourself you're a victim. You're telling yourself that you're not important, that you don't have power. And power is something that every human being needs whether it's a lot or a little, makes no difference. Power is essential to the human condition. That's why people tend to like politics so much, is it gives the illusion of power. It gives the illusion, unless you actually hold office, it gives you the ability to sometimes pretend, sometimes it's reality, it depends on your perspective, but it can give you the ability to think you are mentally superior or spiritually superior or intellectually superior to the people around you, which then in your mind produces the feeling of superiority or power. That's why people like politics. But we're not going to talk a lot about politics today because that's not what today's show is about. Trust me, there will be more than enough to be talking about it tomorrow or potentially even later today. No, no, no. We're talking about philosophy and the meaning of life today. That's what's important because guess what? Politics is never going to change. It's always going to be the same thing. But your life changes every single day. You are always changing, always adapting, always moving forward. That's why we're talking about life today. Young men, we talked about horning your hormones. It's something that will take you years, if not your entire life, to fully be able to do. But once you start to accept responsibility for everything that happens in your life, whether it's full responsibility or even partial, you will begin to see your life change in your perspective on your life change. Second thing, you need to honor your ancestors. Now, I'm not talking about ancestor worship like you see in certain other regions of the world. If that's what you choose to do, God bless you. That's fine that that's what you choose to do. What I'm talking about is you need to realize, people talk about living your life for someone other than yourself. People usually assume that, oh, you live for your community. You live for your church. You live for your friends. You live for your family. When you realize that the only reason that you exist is because people before you survived, struggled, suffered so that you could be born, so that you could exist, so that you could have the genetics that you have, it humbles you. And you realize that your life is not your own. You owe, you owe your life to both. If you believe in such things, you believe you owe it to God, but you also owe your life to your ancestors. You owe them, you owe them a debt and your debt is repaid when you add, when you, they struggled and they suffered so that their descendants, you, you listening to the show, you have a better life. Now whether they did a good job or a bad job that's not relevant. What's relevant is you need to leave the earth better than how you found it. That's both using a green thumb but also using your using your abilities that have been given to you whether it's you're an athlete, you're an intellectual, you're empathetic, whatever it is, whatever gifts you have and I don't care who you are, you have at least one gift. You have at least one, whether you know about it or not is a different, it's a whole different discussion. What I'm talking about is everyone has gifts in their life and it is your responsibility to utilize those gifts to then pass on to the next generation. That's why in my opinion, people who don't have children are the most narcissistic people on the planet. They think that they're not doing themselves, they're They're almost doing people a service by not, you know, the world's an unstable and unforgiving place. They're not bringing more life into it. That's nonsense. In my, sorry, that's nonsense. In my opinion. That's also why I think marrying for love is ridiculous. Let me ask you something. When you read history and I don't care whether it's European, African, North American, South American, Asian, whatever. When you look at history, how many great leaders, kings, queens, dukes, duchesses, tribal leaders, uh, whatever, how many of those people with actual power, how many of them married for love? And I'm not talking about a William Shakespeare story. I'm not talking about literature. I'm talking about real life. How many people do you know that have actual power? How many of them married for love I'll wait oh that's right they didn't they married for diplomatic reasons they brought their families together they were both successful they were both they both had a lot of money they both had good genetics they both had good family history and they brought those two together to then make their offspring better than them. They didn't say, oh, because of my feelings, I'm gonna do X, or because of my feelings, I'm gonna do Y. That is exactly, that's exactly why the story Romeo and Juliet was made, by the way, for those of you who don't know, or you, you read the Cliff Notes version in high school and you didn't actually read it all the way through, I did. And for those of you who don't know, William Shakespeare wrote that not to say that that was a, that that was beautiful. He wrote it to mock the young people who are letting their emotions dictate their entire existence. He was mocking them. He was making fun of them. That's why it's called a tragic comedy. He made fun of them. He thought they were stupid. He wasn't glorifying them. He was making a mockery of them. And yet people romanticize that story as, Oh, it's so beautiful. Oh, look at that. Love. I want that kind of love. I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to end myself or somebody else like that. I'm not going to self delete like Mario just to find love. What? No. Love is a luxury. But today because of storytellers, like William Shakespeare, Walt Disney. And etc., people think that love is the end all be all of human existence. Once you got that, you win. I disagree. For one reason in particular, most people who claim they found true love, they don't even know how to love themselves. And yet they somehow think they know how to love somebody else. If you can't look in the mirror without self loathing, you can never love somebody else. Not in the way they deserve to, which is why I don't like the idea of people using love indiscriminately throwing it around everywhere. To honor your ancestors, you need to do what's best for your family, not what's best for your feelings. The sooner you realize that, the sooner you'll start being a sheep and the sooner you'll start realizing, excuse me, How the wolves are trying to prey upon you by using one thing that you're hardwired to want in your life, which is love. Everybody wants to feel loved. I would love to feel loved. Guess what? You have to earn those things. You have to work for those things. They are not owed to you. Nobody owes you anything. If you can't do things for yourself, if you can't start your business for yourself, if you can't get control of your pipe, if you can't get some dang pipe control for yourself. If you can't go to the gym for yourself, if you can't start making money for yourself, then do it to honor your ancestors who suffered and struggled so that you could even exist. Do it for them. Find out your family history. I'm working on doing that myself because it's important to know where you came from to learn Discover where it is you want to go. If you think you just spontaneously created yourself, you're wrong. I'm not, like I said, you don't have to worship your ancestors. That's one other, that's the other side of the extreme of being ignorant of them. But realize that your life, your lineage came from somewhere. And if you can't do something for yourself, if you can't get the motivation to get off your bed, if you can't get the motivation to go to school, if you can't get the motivation to start your business, to start your life, do it for them. Do it for God. Do not sit there and throw your life away as if it has no meaning. People have suffered so that you can live. Think about that. Think about the sacrifices your parents made. Whether they're good examples or not, it doesn't matter. Everybody does the best they can. Whether you go, whether you grew up with a gold spoon in your mouth or a plastic spoon, it doesn't make any difference to me. Everybody wants their children to do better than they did. And it is your responsibility to honor their investment and your ancestor's sacrifice to get there. And if you can't do that, then you failed. But there's a positive side to all this. The longer you... As long as you draw breath, you have the ability to further honor yourself, your ancestors. Because guess what? No matter who you are, no matter how important you are, I don't care if you're Elon Musk, Napoleon, Bonaparte, or anybody else, eventually everybody will forget about you. But your genetics will never be gone forever. There will always be some left in your descendants. And you need to start having that kind of mindset to really drive yourself forward by focusing on the future instead of fearing what happened in your past. That's how you bring the man and the monkey together. Is you don't let the monkey run one run rickshot over you and where you're chasing girls all around everywhere. You're just trying to get another high or you're just trying to be a hedonist, but you also don't want to fully just embrace the man alone where you become out of touch with reality and you can no longer relate to the common man. You need to bring the two together and that is when you will be successful. That is when you will truly understand what life is. Life is a struggle. Life will take you for a ride and sooner or later it'll throw you off. The question is how long are you gonna ride it for or are you gonna let it throw you off before you even really got on? My friends, I can go on and on about this for a long time. Because young men, I understand the struggle you have. You feel you feel like society has turned their back on you. You feel like you can never do anything right. As in, you should feel ashamed for being born. Whether it's a man, whether it's whatever race you are, or your economic situation, it doesn't matter. None of that actually matters. All of those things are poor people problems and the minute you start succeeding and you get rich and you see success you will get respect because while racism exists across the board in the world when you get to a certain echelon the only color that matters is green money people don't care what you look like they don't care what you wear they don't care about any of that they care about what you've achieved what is your reputation who are you they don't care what you look like the rings the bling the all they don't care about any of that They care about who you are how you got to where you are and how they can make more money with you But you got to get there But you got to get yourself there first because no one's gonna just say oh hey there, man Yeah, I get it. You're another young guy who's confused and has no idea what he wants, but I'm gonna show you and will tr- It'll just cost you 200 bucks No, 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 no. I'm not going to do that to you. And again, you don't have to listen to a single word that I say today. That is your right. I'm only here to tell you as a guy who's still going through it. I'm not 33. I'm not 43. I'm 23 years old. And I don't claim to have all the answers. But I've been in the military. I've been around the world. I've seen an awful lot in my time. In a relatively short period of time at that. And I want to be here for men who are the same age group as me, who don't have the guts to do what I do on the air. They don't have the guts to go and pursue their dreams. All they want to do is find a nice girl and settle down before they even truly lived. Most people are ready to croak at the age of like 35 or 40. They think that, oh, I'm just going to wait to croak. No. That's when your life is just getting started. That's when your life is really starting to peak. That's your peak earning years, but you got to put in the work now. Between the ages of 13 to 25, you got to start putting in the work now. Not when you're 30, not when you're 35, not when you're 40. If you are those ages and you haven't started, you should start right now. As the saying goes, the best time to start was yesterday. The second best time is today. And if you're not willing to start today, if you're not willing to start, that's okay. I will. Someone else will. Just don't expect to get the same results. That's all I got to say. And I want you to succeed. I think it's fantastic when men succeed. Male jealousy will hold you back. But you need to know where you came from You need to know who your ancestors were. You need to understand your own body. Because then you will no longer be fighting against both yourself and the world at large. Because the world will always be there to compete against you. But yourself, it's hard to fight a war on two fronts. Look at history. Statistically, odds aren't great that you're going to win a war on two fronts. But as soon as you focus on your one enemy, which is the man in the mirror, and you conquer him everybody else is just in your way everybody else is just in the way they are not the enemy no one in the world is really your enemy besides the man in the mirror everybody else is just in the way and the minute you realize that the only person stopping you from achieving what your dreams what you want is you Get that guy on your team. Because he's already halfway there. He's already halfway on your team. Get him on your team. And then nobody can stand in your way. Nobody. You will become unstoppable. Inevitable. You'll be like Thanos. Why do you think Thanos is such a great villain? Because he was the hero of his story. He was willing to sacrifice. And he was no longer at war. With himself. He knew what he wanted. He knew he was willing to sacrifice everything to get what he wanted. And he even admitted it later. He ignored his destiny once. And I know you have too, I have too. I no longer ignore my destiny. And you, you shouldn't either. If you don't even know what it is, look at the past. To understand the present. And then you will know where to go. With your future. The past is history. The future. Is a mystery. But today. Today is a gift. And that my friends. Is why it is called the present. My friends I hope you enjoyed the show today. If you have any questions. Critiques. Criticisms. Questions. You can find me on Twitter. At Austin Creed. Otherwise, you can find it on the comment section of the video that you're currently watching the show on. Or if you're listening on audio, I'd recommend going over to Twitter at Austin Creed. Consider subscribing to the channel if you're on Rumble or YouTube. as I pu- I publish new videos every day. But until next time, my friends. God bless you. God bless your family. And God bless this beautiful country known as the United States of America. Young men, stay vigilant. Stay hungry and know this, you can achieve whatever it is you want. The question is, are you willing to give everything? Just look back at Thanos. We're out of here. Peace.